It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company that provides nutrition information that is life-changing, and we hear this all the time from listeners like yourselves, clients, and class members. So if you are tuning in for the first time, we would like to welcome you and thank you so much for listening. My name is Kara Carper. I'm a licensed nutritionist and nutrition educator. And I just want to say hello to anyone that might be listening from my Nutrition for Weight Loss class. Um, it's a great group that I'm teaching on Wednesday nights out in Wyzetta. And I don't usually do shout-outs here, but since I am, I'd like to um, also say hi to my mom and dad, who are very faithful listeners. I really don't think they've ever missed a show yet. So, oh. But before we dive into our topic, I first, I'd like you all to just think for a minute. Is there a health concern that you are having And regarding that health concern, do you ever feel hopeless and like you have been to every doctor, um, you know, maybe you've even been to Mayo Clinic, that you've tried several medications and you're just still not feeling better? Because many of our clients and our class members come to us when they they feel like they're at the end of their rope, they're frustrated and ready to give up. Um, Often what we see is that nutrition is the missing piece of the puzzle that hasn't been addressed. So we just want you to know it's it's never too late to learn about good nutrition and take back your life. So maybe to you that means getting rid of those aches and pains that you wake up with or losing some weight, improving digestion, or having more energy. And nutrition really can make a difference with all of these conditions and many, many more. And today I'm excited to be here with Kate Crosby, who is a nutrition counselor and educator as well. Kate sees clients at Lakeville and North Oaks, and she is teaches classes, gives presentations. Hi, Kate. Welcome. Good to be back in the studio with you, Cara. Yep, I've been pretty busy lately seeing or talking on the phone with clients, teaching classes, keeping up on current research. But today we've got a great topic, the food anxiety connection. I, you know, I remember my very first radio show that I did several years ago, and the topic was on anxiety. What's <laughs> ironic, oh, it's ironic that they asked me to be on because, well, I was pretty new, and they also knew that anxiety was something that I've experienced. That's probably why they had me be on to talk about it. But I actually had anxiety about oh. being on the radio that day. Well, I sure hope you had a good balanced <laughs> breakfast, maybe some protein and some healthy fat that morning. I did. You're you're exactly right. I I always start out my day with some kind of protein, which is really really important for reducing anxiety. Um, I mm. do also remember having a couple of supplements in my in my bag. They were amino acids called L-theanine and GABA. I had those in case I needed them. Uh-huh. And don't worry if you didn't get a chance to write those words down. We're going to be talking a lot more about those amino acids later in the show. So, Kate, when you see clients. What percentage would you say are having issues with anxiety when they come in? Hmm, that's a good question, Cara. You know, I think it's it's re- really pretty high. I'd say at least forty percent of my clients have anxiety. 
So nearly half of your clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, that's actually that amount is higher than the statistics from the National Institute of Mental Health. They say that about 20 percent struggle with anxiety. But you and I both know that, I mean, some people may not even know that what they're experiencing is, is anxiety. anxiety. Exactly. And a lot of conditions like anxiety disorder are underdiagnosed. I would say definitely. So, And, you know, a lot of people experience some feelings of anxiety, obviously, before an important event like taking an exam or public speaking or going on a first date. But anxiety disorders are different than those. Anxiety disorders are actual illnesses that cause people to feel frightened or distressed, uneasy. They often lower productivity and diminish someone's quality of life, especially when they're untreated. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And we know anxiety disorders affect relationships, jobs, and quality of life. But there's also a huge economic impact. In fact, the Centers for Disease Control, just as of September 2012, reported that the yearly cost in the United States for treating anxiety disorders is about $42 billion. So that's a third of the total dollars that are being spent in this country on mental health issues. Interesting. So that money is obviously spent on doctor visits and hospitalizations, therapy, prescription medications. But it's really, really unfortunate that looking at nutrition isn't standard practice with anxiety because, as you'll see today, Nutrition's effect can be amazing on anxiety. And I think everyone needs to start there, you know. I I agree. Whether it's in conjunction with therapy or medication, nutrition really needs to be addressed. Um, But when you research anxiety, there are several disorders that are going to be listed. There's panic disorder um, Mm -hmm. that causes physical symptoms like chest pain, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, dizziness, Feelings of unreality and this, you know, even fear of dying. Yep. Or some. Yep. Yep. There's obsessive compulsive disorder, you know, that condition when somebody has repeated and unwanted thoughts or compulsive behaviors that seem impossible to control or stop. And another form of anxiety is post traumatic stress disorder. This is something that I know many people in the military experience, mm-hmm. as well as victims of natural disasters, you know, think about. Hurricane Sandy. Absolutely. And of course, other traumatic events can cause this. Mm -hmm. But people often have nightmares, flashbacks, numbing of emotions, depression, anger, and they're startled startled easily. Mm -hmm. Phobias, another disorder um, where there's some kind of irrational fear of something that poses little or no actual danger. Examples would be something like social phobia or fear of being on an elevator, for instance. And then last but not least is the diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. And these people have constant, exaggerated, worrisome thoughts and tension, sometimes just about everyday life routines and, or routine life events and activities. Mm-hmm. And this actually affects twice as many women compared to men. Oh. And think of it as a glass is half empty frame of mind. But it also people have physical symptoms. You know, it's it's really easy to lump anxiety and depression, I think they're often referred to as the psychological cousins, into one category. But those with generalized anxiety disorder tend to have more physical symptoms than people with depression mm-hmm. do. So symptoms like fatigue or trembling and shaking or muscle tension, sweating, being out of breath and headaches, nausea, all of those are just part of that anxiety picture.
And, you know, I kept reading when I was doing research for the show today that chronic stress and anxiety often go hand in hand with drug or alcohol abuse, Mm -hmm. which, of course, is only perpetuating the problem. True. You know, when I hear the term anxiety disorder, though, Cara, the first thing I think of is neurotransmitter deficiency. I agree with you 100%, Kate. Um, You know, although each condition we mentioned is different, anyone that's experiencing panic, OCD, PTSD, a phobia or general anxiety, um, all these people can benefit and see improvements from having more neurotransmitters. So let me just back up here for a second. Neurotransmitters, that might not be a very familiar <laughs> term to many not, people. Yeah, maybe so not to everybody. <laughs> let me explain. Um, you've probably all heard the term serotonin. That's one of our very prominent um, neurotransmitters, or sometimes I call neurotransmitters brain chemicals, although they aren't specified to the brain. Um, serotonin is the key neurotransmitter. It's very, very calming. But people with anxiety typically have low serotonin. But the great thing about serotonin is you can make more of it if you eat the right foods. Yep, we can make more serotonin from eating animal protein. And there are a lot of reasons why I eat animal protein, but that's one of the main ones because I have a tendency to have anxiety. So when I'm eating eggs for breakfast, the amino acids in those eggs are actually breaking down into tryptophan, which is making serotonin. Hmm. And, you know, amino acids in fish, chicken, meat, and dairy products will do the same thing. So serotonin, that's our feel-good chemical. It's the one that puts you in a good mood, kind of relaxes you, calms you down, reduces anxiety, reduces your irritability. And that serotonin is the one that also helps with sleep. Oh, who couldn't use like more of <laughs> that more <good> serotonin? <laughs> yeah. Kate, you know, it's time for us to take a break already. Right. So we're going to talk more about serotonin when we come back. Did, I'm wondering if anyone saw in the Star Tribune, Star Tribune yesterday, there was an article about soda not being good for you. So that part might not really be a surprise, but the article then went on to discuss how some of the alternatives that people are drinking are no better than soda. So Kate will give you more information on this article when we come back. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and if you have a question for us today regarding anxiety, please call the studio at 651-641-1071. When something is simple, it's called a cakewalk or easy as pie. Funny how there's no easy as pie diet. But now there is a plan to make shedding pounds simpler. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. That's right, using Nutrition for Weight Loss. Created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Nutrition for Weight Loss will teach you the secret to losing weight and keeping it off. Nutrition for Weight Loss will create a personalized plan for you. It will bump up your metabolism to help you burn more calories. And there's no frozen prepackaged or liquid meals. You eat real food. With Nutrition for Weight Loss, you never get that hungry, haggard feeling. The program uses the latest in nutritional science to keep you feeling satisfied. And you'll love the bounce in your energy level. Find out more about Nutrition for Weight Loss. Call 651-699-3438 or online. It's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Getting the body you want is easier than you think with Nutrition for Weight Loss. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor, 
And I'm here with Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist. Just want to remind you, if you've got questions about anxiety, give us a call. Our number is 651-641-1071. You know, yesterday there was an article in the paper um, quoting Dr. Hensrud, head of preventive medicine at Mayo Clinic, saying that diet pop often leads to weight gain apparently tricking the brain into craving more calories. Many unsweetened fruit juices have just as many or more calories than soda. Same with energy drinks and beer. The article goes on to list Gatorade, red and white wine, soy milk, Red Bull, apple juice, Snapple sweet tea, Starbucks mocha as having approximately the same calorie content as soda, ounce for ounce. So, of course, we as a company know that there's more to the picture than just calories. But let's face it, beverages like those listed are made of sugar. So it makes sense that they'll all have a very similar effect on the body. I thought that was a really interesting article. Thank you for telling me about that article, Kate. Yes, you're welcome. So before break, we established that eating animal protein is what breaks down into serotonin. But we also need to remind people what part of the body most of our serotonin comes from. Ah, it would be pretty easy to jump to the conclusion that that, that serotonin uh, would be made in the brain. That's where I thought it was made. I did too. Until I started studying nutrition. But really, and this is key, the majority of our serotonin is produced in our gut. 90 to 95% of the serotonin that we produce is produced in your small intestine. So we actually need protein and good intestinal health to make sure we're producing mm-hmm. enough of it. So we need both. You know, just, if you have poor intestinal health and you're eating protein, you're it, still not going to be producing enough serotonin, enough yeah. serotonin. And you and I have seen firsthand how when people have rounds of antibiotics or they go on acid blockers anti-inflammatory drugs like Advil or prescriptions like Celebrex, all of those things really wreak havoc on the gut, and then adequate serotonin is not being made. Absolutely. So, and then just that connection, not enough serotonin leads to more, well, depression and anxiety. anxiety. And so if you've got anxiety, you really need to be aware of this connection between your anxiety and your intestinal health. Um, taking a daily probiotic like bifidobacteria is a great place to start to heal your gut and to help you, prov- you know, provide you with enough good bacteria to produce these um, neurochemicals like serotonin. I know a lot of my clients who come to nutritional weight and wellness with indigestion or heartburn or bloating, um, they also have a lot of anxiety. And these two symptoms, poor gut health and anxiety, really often show up together. Mm-hmm. And I bet a lot of them maybe don't realize that there is a connection. No, no. They're two separate things mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. But we know that they're totally related. So if you're listening and you're still trying to determine whether or not you have low serotonin, here are more signs. Um, cravings for sweets or starchy carbohydrates like bread and pasta. Um, trouble falling or trouble staying asleep. Mm-hmm. And that negative outlook that I mentioned earlier, like the glass being half empty or obsessive thoughts and behaviors, being easily angered or irritated and mm-hmm. irrational fears, like kind of like the phobias we mentioned, 
and feeling anxious a lot or having panic attacks. All signs, all signs of, la- of that. low serotonin. You know, but let me get back to that piece about um, protein. It's really helpful for everyone to eat protein throughout the day. But if you have anxiety, it's really critical that you have protein at every meal, but also protein at your snacks. Studies show that signs of low serotonin can occur within hours of eating what are called low tryptophan foods. It's the tryptophan in the protein that breaks down into serotonin. Um, So things like crackers or maybe legumes or lentils or something like that, if that's what you've been eating, you're not going to get enough tryptophan to make enough serotonin. Right. It's really just the complete proteins, like the animal proteins that we've been talking about. Like a piece of chicken or cottage cheese or some mm-hmm. eggs, something like that. That'll get, that'll get your serotonin going. So let's give an idea of the quantity of protein that we're oh. talking about. You know, That's important. Yeah, that is important. And, it, and it, it, obviously it's going to vary from person to person. But on average, a woman will need about four ounces at each main meal. Four ounces of animal. Palm size, probably. Look at your palm. Yeah. And maybe about half that or two two ounces at a snack. Men are going to need more, maybe five or six ounces at each main meal and about half that, three ounces or so for their snacks. So I wonder how many listeners who are on SSRI medications or who have been on those medications, and those are things like Zoloft, Prozac, or Paxil, wonder how many realize that the medications do not actually make more serotonin, do they, Kate? No. You know, um, some of the people, or many of our listeners who've taken classes or met with a nutritionist might know this, but, but for others, this might be a really new thought. One of the reasons that anti-anxiety or antidepressant prescriptions are not always effective is because they just take whatever amount of serotonin you already have and help your brain to use that amount more efficiently. So what if someone is naturally very low in serotonin? Then that person's medication doesn't always have a lot to work with in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way to build up more serotonin is to eat protein like eggs or hamburger or something. Um, Medication is going to work a lot better, but many people find that they can wean themselves off their medication once they start eating more protein and eating it more regularly. And, you know, this came up when I was teaching a class, I think it was two weeks ago, and hmm. several of my class members were all in agreement. They they had either been on medications or were on them now, these SSRIs, and said, you know, I wish my doctor would have explained this to me years ago. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, not, you know, that isn't always addressed in those no. appointments. But so, of course, protein has other benefits as well besides making serotonin. And one really big benefit is that it helps to balance blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So this is another link that we're going to go over is bl- low blood sugar and anxiety. It's so important. Um, I'm just going to give you an example of a day's eating that would create a ton of anxiety. Okay, so let's say you start out your day with a cup of coffee and eat a bowl of cereal with a little skim milk on it. Well, then you have a little morning snack of granola. Lunch, let's have a sandwich, bag of chips, and a soda. Are you getting the picture here? Dinner is spaghetti with French bread. This Mm -hmm. is a recipe for a panic attack or a fight with your husband. 
and a person eating that way may not even realize that their blood sugars, what's happening is their blood sugars are mm. going up and down, up and down all day like a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. You know, coffee, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, raises blood sugar levels really quickly and then leads to that low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So starting with a cup of coffee. Yep. And then the cereal that you mentioned does yeah. the same thing. So so does granola and the bread and the sandwich, the chips, soda, and the pasta for dinner. They're mm -hmm. all high-carbohydrate foods, and especially when they're not eaten with protein or fat, what they'll do is raise blood sugar so that it's too high, which causes a crash in blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And all carbohydrates do this, but particularly when they're not paired with a protein and a fat. Absolutely. So having those low blood sugars can cause all the symptoms of anxiety that we've been discussing. In fact, anxiety from low blood sugar can be so severe that it can cause panic attacks. And that's why the first step to reducing anxiety is always to balance your blood sugar. Exactly. And, you know, several years ago, I met with a client who she made an appointment because she was experiencing panic attacks on a mm. regular basis. And like many of our clients, she was had not been eating very much protein. Mm -hmm. and she was also eating a low fat diet. Mm. So it ended up to be a high carbohydrate diet. So at her first appointment, I just kept things really simple. And the meal plan that I gave her had protein at every meal and at every snack. The carbohydrates were mostly vegetables and fruit, and I had her avoiding the starchy carbohydrates, like really? bread and pasta and cereal. I also had her add healthy fats at every meal and every snack. I recommended no caffeine and a couple of supplements. So you're probably all wondering, well, what happened? Yeah, what well, happened we to have her? to take a break. <laughs> so <laughs> Just wait and we'll see. We'll tell you more about my client <laughs> when we come back. If you suffer from an anxiety disorder and you're wondering what beverages will not worsen your condition, we're going to give you some ideas. And we've already mentioned that soda and caffeinated beverages need to be avoided, including energy drinks, the ones that are loaded with all of those anxiety-producing ingredients, including caffeine. So stay tuned because when we come back, we'll list off some safe beverage options and give us a call today. We would love to take your call, 651 641 1071. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Kate Crosby. I'm here with Cara Carper. We're talking about the connection between nutrition and anxiety today. So if you have an anxiety disorder, here are some beverages that will not make your condition worse, like many of the beverages on the market. Water, of course, is the most important. If you're looking for a little flavor, a really great brand is something called Metro Mint. Mm, what are you drinking this morning? And I Kate just happened to bring Mint one in. in. That wasn't planned? <laughs> that was not planned. It doesn't have any artificial ingredients or sugars. Um, a lot of my clients really like sparkling waters, like Mendota Heights or LaCroix. And one that's really um, popular with certain people is coconut-flavored. I think it's LaCroix. Oh, yeah. I just, I haven't tried that, but it's I new. saw it. Yes. And one person that got her off Diet Pop. Wonderful. Herbal tea is another good option for you, um, especially chamomile, which is quite relaxing. Uh 
you can always add your own flavor to regular water. Squeeze, squeeze a lemon, lime, a few orange slices. You know, adding cucumber slices or even putting a couple of drops of essential oil like tangerine or peppermint in your water can make it much more flavorful. Hope Wonderful those ideas tips help. for beverages. So we have some callers on the line. I'm just going to spend just about a minute here um, finishing up the story before break. We were talking about my client. Yes. Panic, who's having panic attacks. Yes. And I put her on the plan with protein, mm -hmm. veggies, fruits, and healthy fats. And no, off caffeine. no caffeine. Yeah. So, you know, basically I only ended up seeing her a handful of times. We usually like to see clients more than that because it, well, it can take a, a while, while to make changes with nutrition. Uh, but she just happened to jump right on board with the plan. I think she was really desperate to feel better. So a month after her first appointment, she came in for her follow-up and said she had not experienced one panic attack. Oh, my goodness. And nope. I mean, she was having them at Regularly. least yeah, on a regular basis. No Paxil, no, no Xanax, no Valium. Just balancing out blood sugar by eating five or six times a day, making sure she had protein and vegetables and healthy fats eliminating that coffee or caffeine, mm -hmm. that's what did it? That's what did it, yeah. Oh, that's great. It's amazing how powerful nutrition can be. That is so, true. Let's get to some of these callers. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question? Um, yes. I, I was wondering um, if you could address how this applies to children, because I do have a daughter with anxiety and OCD, and I've often wondered if nutrition would help her. Mm. Certainly, mm -hmm. yes. I mean, nutrition usually helps in both of those conditions, anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorder. How old is she? Twelve. She's 12. Okay. Well, you know, for children, for uh, actually of all ages, the same information that we've been talking about ap applies. So um, do you feel like she's getting adequate protein throughout the day? No, and that's my issue is how do you control this when they're at school and eating school lunches and getting up in the morning and a bagel or a bowl of cereal is so much easier than waiting for eggs or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's very difficult. It can be difficult, and we are going to get to some of those tips, but I will, I'll just tell you some right now as well. Um, on, on our website, weightandwellness.com, I would encourage you to check out a couple of recipes. There's a crustless quiche. And so it's a nice way to have the eggs already made. You can just be heated up in the microwave. Um, there's also a protein shake. And a lot of kids of all ages like this shake because if you get a good whey protein powder that has a little sweetener, like sweetened with stevia, not a lot of sugar, um, it actually tastes, I mean, kind of like a milkshake. <laughs> totally. My husband oh, says he feels like he's eating uh, dessert for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even sometimes that... have chocolate whey protein powder in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, I never thought of the protein powder. Is this something you can make like the night before? Yes, definitely. Sometimes, oh. you know, it doesn't, It you might need to shake it up a little in the morning. Kate, were you going to say something about um, making that in advance? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. But yes, you can make it the night before. Um, it might separate a little bit. So. Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. even making it in the morning doesn't take more than five minutes. Yeah. And she could even just bring it with her when she goes to school. Right. Uh, it's very difficult controlling what they eat for lunch because I can make a lunch full of protein and it goes in the trash and there she goes to the hot food oh. line and mm. gets, you know, the pizza. Mm -hmm. so That's tough. If I can, um, 
if I could control her breakfast and her dinner, but I, I can't yep. control lunch. Yep. Well, control what you can. And, you know, a lot a lot of times with all ages, what we see when people start feeling better and noticing improvements, whatever their health concern may be, they want to make the changes. So maybe if she's feeling okay. better after eating breakfast and dinner with protein, um, she will want to make a change with her lunch. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would start with what you can control. Okay. Okay. Fabulous. Thank you. Okay. So much. Good Thank question. you so much for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye. Where were we, Kate? We well, were, we're. Oh, talking. I was. I was Go going to ask if you had any examples. I had given my client examples. Oh yes. Well, I know. I probably quite a few, but I know I have a friend who's really trying to improve her nutrition. She's eating more protein, um, and especially at breakfast. But if she doesn't eat some eggs cooked in butter or have that whey protein shake, then, you know, she becomes really irritable and has really negative thinking. Um, And that really is low blood sugar. It is. And so it may not be, you know, a panic attack. No. But that is a form of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So certainly important to balance out blood sugar. Mm -hmm. You know, we just have a few more callers. So let's let's go ahead and take these. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, Jen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. How are you today? Hi, I'm fabulous. Um, such a great show today, and I actually learned something new. I've been listening for since you guys have been on the air, and I learned it, it makes sense in my situation, too. I recently became a client. My anxiety is gone. My OCD, all my compulsions are gone within a week. And I'm Whoa. not kidding you. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I, thank you. I am... Um, my, I had intestinal surgery earlier this year, so my intestines were a mess. I didn't realize the serotonin made there. Now it all is making sense. Good. So mm-hmm. For me, I'm on um, some good glutamine and probiotic a half hour before I eat so I can digest that protein and everything well and that my body's actually going to start absorbing it. Great. Um, Wonderful. I don't miss any of the carbohydrates, uh, any of the junk I was eating before, the sugar, I don't crave any of that. And let me tell you, for that caller who just called about her daughter, mm-hmm. the protein shake um, is delicious. With that coconut milk, the recipe on your website, it sweetens it up perfectly. You don't even need stevia. I thought I'd need to add stevia. Mm-hmm. But even with the fruit and everything, it's plenty sweet, and it is delicious. And um, it's, it's just so easy. It doesn't take long at all. And, it's a surprise, uh, you know, isn't it? Absolutely. So... For me, um, I thought it would take a long, long time to change a lot of my behaviors because it's been years, and I was mm-hmm. on Paxil years ago, and um, to, that really never helped. But to wean, to, to go off the Paxil mm. is, is terrifying yep. um, because you have to wean your body off, and it take, you can't just stop taking it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a frightening experience all the side effects when you're going off of it. So so I would never go near any type of drug again. But I didn't realize after my surgery why I became so much more anxious and so depressed. And now it mm. makes sense because my intestines were a mm-hmm. total mess. What a great uh, uh, case study! Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling us and, and sharing yeah. that. Absolutely, I got, I could say so much more, <laughs> but I'm just I, I I I don't regret a day, and I would never Aww. go back to eating the way I used to, and I, all I do is crave um, good, healthy foods now, and all the recipes on your website are phenomenal. Mm. Well, wow, it's, what a it's, great testimonial. It's a wonderful <laughs> testimonial, and the, the 
part that I want to emphasize for some of our listeners is the fact that this all occurred within one Mm -hmm. week for you. It doesn't always happen that quickly, but sometimes it is dramatic. That is how powerful good food can be. I want to add one more thing. I'm 37 years old. I'm underweight, and I was diagnosed with full-blown osteoporosis. Oh, of course. So related so also to good, intestinal health. <laughs> yes. Yeah, with mm-hmm. a good intestinal. But you know, now that I'm on a much more protein than I was having before and healthy fats to rebuild those bones and some of the bone supplements that you guys mm-hmm. have, um, I had severe back pain. Twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to take one Advil. Oh, oh my goodness! And this that was great. after two days of eating this way. Wow. Two days. Oh well, I hope Jen, um, that's I hope great. the previous oh. caller is you know is still listening that the, with the twelve year old daughter. Yes. So me too. Well, Jen, we really appreciate you calling in and sharing your story with us. So Thank congratulations. You. Thank you. Have a great, great day. You too. And you know what? It's time for our last break. Okay. And first, what I'd like to mention is that we have some great classes coming up. They're actually starting in a couple of hours here. Oh, good. <laughs> There's one at ten thirty a.m. So, but because it's Thanksgiving week, we are only offering classes today and then Monday and Tuesday, November 19th and 20th. So if you're going to be in town between now and Thanksgiving, it's a great opportunity for you to learn about going gluten-free or increasing your metabolism or balancing your blood sugar. So Kate will give more details after the break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we'll be right back. Thanks to nutritional weight and wellness, I no longer suffer from heartburn. Linda from Houston, Texas. I have less joint pain and more energy. John from Portland, Oregon. My moods are better and my anxiety is gone. Jennifer from Chicago. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has helped clients all over the country achieve better health with therapeutic nutrition counseling, and they can help you too. You don't have to live in the Twin Cities to benefit from a consultation because they work with clients nationally through phone and Skype appointments. All you have to do is make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness will provide the plan and support. Therapeutic nutrition counseling from Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you with diabetes, anxiety, low moods, menopause, arthritis, digestive issues, autoimmune conditions, and so much more. For information on scheduling a phone or Skype nutrition counseling appointment, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. We're back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby. I'm here with Cara Carper. I want to tell you about a few classes being held all over the Twin Cities. Um, They're only two hours in length, and they're incredibly reasonably priced at $25. One of the classes is a class that teaches you about eating gluten-free, but it also gives you a lot of information on how to eat real food to feel better. And it's called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. Um, If you're listening this morning, there's still time to attend. It starts at 1030 this morning in Wyzetta. Uh, Brenna is teaching it. The same class on gluten will be offered Monday night at 630 in our St. Paul office with Angela. And, of course, we have more classes on gluten, but we also have Jumpstart Your Metabolism and Avoiding the Diabetes Epidemic with Real Food, all coming up between now and Tuesday. So if you want more details or if you want to register, you can go to our website, weightandwellness.com, or you can call the office at 651-699-3438. 
888-528-2538. And we have some very patient callers, so we oh. are going to get to the last two here. Hi, Don. Thank you so much for holding. Do you have a question for us today on Dishing Up Nutrition? I do. I have um, anxiety, and I'm on medication for it. Um, I've been eating the weight and wellness way for several years now. I've recently cut out dairy and gluten, um, hoping to help some of my problems that I've had. My question to you is, is it more important to eat organic meat or just more important to eat meat? I'm having trouble financially being able to eat everything organic. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, Dawn, that it's really just more important to eat meat. Um, I mean, granted, organic meat might be giving, or especially grass-fed beef, might be giving you some omega-3s that would be helpful for reducing some of your anxiety and depression. But at this point, I think balancing just some of the, the protein, is that's where I would go mm -hmm. first. I agree. And I always tell my class members that too. I mean, ideally it's organic and grass fed, but if your option is no protein or protein that's not organic, for sure, just get what protein you can. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're Thanks for the call. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. One more caller here. Okay. Hi there, Mary. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, do you have a question about being vegetarian? Yes, I was wondering if you could tell us some appropriate vegetarian foods that you think would um, be good proteins. And also, how do you feel about hemp powder? Hmm. Um, hemp powder. I believe that, you know, there's several vegetarian protein powders. And, you know, there's rice, there's soy, there's pea and hemp. Mm -hmm. I believe hemp is one that has a higher amino acid profile mm -hmm. than like a rice would. Mm -hmm. um, but I... I don't believe it is a complete. Com I don't think. It's I mean, probably. it's it doesn't have the all of the high quantities of the amino acids that are going to convert into tryptophan. Or yeah, tryptophan makes serotonin. So, what kind of a vegetarian are you? Do you eat um, eggs or dairy? Um, I will eat eggs in things. I just don't like the taste of eggs. Do you eat cottage cheese or whey protein? I will. Yeah, I will eat cheese. I'll eat dairy. So those would be your some of your good sources of protein for you. Mm -hmm. um, Are yogurt? you willing to have, have you had whey protein powder before? Um, yeah, I don't tend to use whey protein. It's really a wonderful source of protein that helps to make a lot of serotonin mm -hmm. quickly. I mean, there there are many, many studies done on how effective it is at improving mood and improving uh, serotonin mm -hmm. in people. So I would be trying to uh, encourage you to go heavy on the, the whey protein to get a good source of um, complete protein for yourself. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, Mary. Okay, Kate. Um, Where were we here? I just want to talk a little bit about caffeine. It looks mm -hmm. like we have a few minutes left. And we've mentioned a couple of times that caffeine can either cause or worsen anxiety. And so, you know, caffeine, I think we've kind of established that soda really is not a good option sure. <laughs> for anybody, but especially with anxiety. And that that's for goes for regular as well as diet soda. Mm -hmm. And then, so if you are drinking soda and you have anxiety, you need to 
really just stop this habit before you're going to feel better. But then there's the question of coffee, and that's probably the most frequent beverage question that we get, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yep. From clients and class Do we members. approve of that or do not? We, yep. Is coffee okay? <laughs> Here's the answer. It depends. So if you do not have anxiety or sleep issues, a couple of cups should be fine. But if you struggle with anxiety or insomnia, I would say your best bet is to cut out the coffee or mm-hmm. really reduce it. Maybe just have one cup in the morning. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that one cup in the morning can still lead to anxiety mm-hmm. or insomnia. So you just need to pay attention to your body mm-hmm. and what it's telling you. And sometimes you add heavy cream. I'll add heavy cream just to blunt some of that effect. The hev- Yep. The yep. good, healthy fats are mm-hmm. the number one thing for balancing out blood sugar. Say that again, Cara. That's really important. <laughs> We've talked a lot about protein, but we can't forget about healthy fats at every meal and every snack. It's the most important food for balancing blood sugar to prevent that anxiety that comes from low blood sugar. So what would be a good fat? Well, heavy whipping cream. Okay. Um, avocados. Great. Olive oil. Okay. Nuts olives, and seeds. Nuts and seeds. You okay. got it. All right. Butter. I know we're missing some, but butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how about, let's talk a little bit, if we've got a minute here, about L-theanine. It's an amino acid. It's very safe and effective for reducing anxiety. It comes from green tea. Um, I think L-theanine is amazing. It can be used to take the edge off that jittery feeling after you've had too much coffee, for instance, Mm -hmm. or any caffeine beverage. You and I both love it for that. Yep. (laughs) It works really quickly within 30 minutes or less, I notice. Um, and I noticed that it reduces anxiety in my body, but it keeps my head really clear. So I'm not tired. It, yep. It's wonderful. It's, it's safe. It doesn't have side effects like, um, many prescriptions do. Yep. And, you know, we recommend a dose of around 200 milligrams. People can experiment with a little bit less, a little bit more depending on the severity. But I think a good range is 100 to 400 milligrams. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you've got friends who used it for their children with ADD. I have a friend who's used it with her. Her daughter took it to college for her, has it by mm-hmm. her bedside. So I keep it in my purse. I, I have keep a couple one in my purse. coworkers and friends that keep it in their purse. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. And, um, you know, we're running out of time here, but we, we have to just mention that magnesium is probably the most powerful really? mineral when yes. it comes to anxiety. Yes. So make sure that you have enough magnesium or yeah. take a supplement like magnesium glycinate, which is highly absorbable. It's, you know, it can be really hard for any of us to get it from food. So most people, you know, I think almost 70% are deficient. Yes. So a, a great amount for supplementing that magnesium glycinate is 400 to 600 milligrams a day. And with anxiety, the best option is probably to spread it out yeah and take it a couple of times Times during the the day day. so it um i believe it is time to wrap up the hour though and so i want to thank all of you for listening kate thank you for being on the show today loved it cara and i hope after this hour that everyone has a better understanding of what foods what beverages and nutrients you know we've talked about a couple supplements are going to be best for people that suffer from debilitating anxiety disorders And so these changes are something that you can put in place today. So start if you haven't already eaten breakfast. 
Start with today a- with eating a good protein breakfast, and you might feel better immediately. And I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a happy Thanksgiving. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.